The Florida Panthers came out firing, but survive a devil's comeback. On today's show, we are going to discuss how the Florida Panthers' performance was very reminiscent of the postseason and how we are feeling about the Panthers' performance through three games. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in for this Tuesday, October 17th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And make sure to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube and shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So the Florida Panthers go into New Jersey after starting off o two and o, come out firing, start go as far of a lead as four nothing, but survive a comeback attempt by the New Jersey Devils to get their first win of the season. Sergei Bobrovsky, outstanding. Sam Reinhardt getting two goals on the night, and the Florida Panthers get their first win of this 2023-24 NHL season. And on today's show, we have a guest on today's show for this post-game edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. He has been here before, first time this season. He is Florida Panthers historian Francisco Aporta. Francisco, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yeah, it's been quite an, uh, at least a relatively short off season, thanks to the last season's run. But uh, yeah, new season and uh, happy to be back. Yep, happy happy that you, for your line of work too, you also being a Marlins historian as well, that it today, for you specifically, and for me as well, since I follow the team, that it wasn't a double L today with what happened with the front office and Kim Ang and all that stuff. But yeah, the Florida Panthers did get a win uh, today for 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 this one to get their first win of the season. So I let, let's just go right into this, uh, man. And let really the first period for for the Panthers winning in all three zones. I mean, the amount of space that the New Jersey Devils did not have. On, on on the night is really and what the Florida Panthers were doing as far as speed setting the tempo as well and Sergey Bobrovsky coming out up big in this one what, what were really um, your impressions early on for this Florida Panthers team I mean they looked they looked energized they looked like they were just swarming the puck at all at all facets of the game it was uh completely end-to-end domination by the Panthers as far as puck possession, as far as getting shots, as far as the defense. Like, it was pretty much what we had seen, what a lot of people had seen in in the first game against Minnesota. Just just these flashes of, okay, that's the Florida Panthers hockey. If we play like that, we should be fine the rest of the way. And ultimately, I mean, that the speed was noticeable on, on all the ends. I watched both broadcast the ms um the msg one and the uh and the valley sports one 
And even the MSG one was just like the Panthers just flying out there. And uh, it was great to see. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no, no doubt. Great to see. And then power, um, and then Sam Reinhardt once again getting on the score sheet. Now that's three goals in the last uh, two on, on, on in, in this young season. And to think that it took him 10 plus games to get on the on, on the scoreboard uh, la last season. I mean, he's in the contract year, so that definitely has a, a lot to do with it. What I mean, even even the even the two goals for for, for the Panthers early on. And, and what and what happened uh, there? I mean, Barkov gets a win on, on the on the right wing wall, uh, and then once he gets the puck back to Rodriguez, you have so many New Jersey Devils on one side. You can't. New Jersey wasn't able to get a, a shot block, so the Panthers had a, an open right right on into the net. Rodriguez shoots it, and then and then uh, and then Sam Reinhardt uh, redirects another redirection. I mean, with how quick this season, um, even even though they're one two and zero. Oh, what they've done as far as quick passing to just redirect. I mean, they keep other, other uh, teams on, on their toes and even, uh, even, uh, even their speed. I mean, Carver Hagee going after Bre Brendan Smith whiffs on a, on a clear go, go get, um, gets a loose puck. His momentum carries him over and getting on the, on, on that goal backhand, which was such a beauty by Carver Hagee. But then the second period for the Panthers, that specific period took me back to the postseason. Where the New Jersey Devils were dominating as far as possessing the puck, getting so many shots on Sergey Bobrovsky. There are so many times where I wrote on my notes, Bob in all caps, or Bob <laughs> again. Uh, even like times where he got bumped by by Andre Palat, scrambling over and then get and then having to recover to get on top of the crease to make a stop from a, a point shot, and then and then uh, and then the New Jersey Devils moving uh, the puck and quick feed to Eric Halla, and then. And then a, a glove save with a little bit of mustard, not necessarily like Patrick Waugh style, not like the one a, a big save that he had in uh, Detroit uh, last year uh, for Sergey Bobrovsky, but also also the amount what when it comes to the timely saves and, and all, and then the Panthers going on the other end, the reminiscing part, the the part that's very reminiscent of last year was Bob coming out up big. And then, and then an opportunity comes on the other on, on the other side. I mean, credit to even credit to uh, Dmitry Kulikov on on the goal. He doesn't allow the puck, the puck to get out of the zone, and then he quicks, quickly gets it to Matthew Kachuk, and then feeds a, a he zips it to Nico Mikola uh, right on the doorstep. Which he's not known as a goal scorer, but I did not have Nico Mikola as the first goal goal on on my bingo card for for the Panthers. But what do you think about that second period? Because I the first thing I thought of was the month of May when the Florida Panthers were really where Bob was really starting to stand on his head. So I I was much like you. I wrote it down. I, when the period ended, I put Bob's period. That was his period. Mm -hmm. He he stepped up incredibly well. And yes, that that gets your your team going. You suddenly everybody's energized and you see what happens. And, you know, the Panthers had to go on the kill a couple times there. Oh, a lot of tripping penalties. Uh, especially, but uh, Kulikov had a trip, and also Mikola also had a trip, and the mm. Panthers were able to to kill both of those of those penalties. And then you come back with that uh, that pairing of Mikola and Kulikov, and and yeah, I, I didn't note the Kulikov breaking into that play, flinging it over to Kachuk, and Kachuk eyeing Mikola, who's breaking towards the net and shoots it across across the ice, and he just. Uh, nets it for the for the Panthers. So that was an incredible play by them. 
but it still had the Panthers with that speed. And that speed was was going throughout that period, even when it seemed like there was controlled chaos with with what Bob was doing with the Devils. The Devils were starting to wake up just a tiny bit there, but it was still very much, it still felt like they were in control, still felt like the Panthers were still, uh, had great legs under them and were, were moving the puck. They, they just didn't feel like they were out of control in that period. Unfortunately, you go into the third and New Jersey wakes up and it could be a few things. It's the third game of a road trip to open the season. You might have some tired legs for the Panthers just a bit. Uh, right at the end of that of that game, but also New Jersey, and just listening to their broadcast, they 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 felt like that's well, this team, much like the Panthers, the the Devils last season had a lot of comeback victories and had a hundred plus points. That's a team that's not that's no slouch on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it was completely um, understandable to think that they would have some sort of response. And even the Panthers should know better than anybody about a team like that. They almost came back against Winnipeg last game so uh it i think the panthers got some tired legs they were caught on their heels as a, a bit uh especially like kulikov people were ripping that kulikov mikola pairing in the third uh according to the uh the, the social media presence of, of panthers fans out there but you know the, the devils are no slouch they were second in the league and expected goals last season they were fourth in in in, in goal scoring uh in the entire league uh just behind the Panthers as far as um, uh, core side percentage as well. And then Hughes and Hershey's were uh, his share. Sorry. I don't know why I said Hershey's uh, kisses. Anyways, uh, they were the first New Jersey Devils players, uh, pair of players to score 80 plus points in the season since Brian Gianta and Panthers great Scott Gomez. Wow. So it's been a while, like 2005-06. I think that was the season. So the, the Devils have some actual firepower on the other side, and you saw it in that third period. Yeah, and that's a good Devils team. They definitely beat. Helps that they got on the score sheet uh, 59 seconds into into the period uh, on o- OEL's uh, point shot redirected by uh, Sam Reinhardt. Got in a little bit of trouble where where the where the New Jersey Devils score on a redirection. I mean, the Panthers weren't giving up a lot of odd man rushes ne- neither prior to that. So that's what really saved them in, in this one. But, you know, a few, a few, a few maybe like lapses as far as getting to the puck. I mean, uh, Dmitry Kulikov allowed uh, McLeod to get around him for the open net on the, on the second goal. And then uh, a pretty, uh, a, a pretty, uh, not not the best clear by Oliver ekman Larson as he doesn't lift the puck high enough. I mean, Kevin Stenlin also had a broken stick as as well there, and then and then they they make it more interesting than 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 it should have. But hey, that the that the the, the team that the Panthers beat that's a really good hockey team that, that 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 they beat. So the Panthers should not feel bad about uh, they 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 should be uh, not not they should feel feel bad. It's they should they should definitely feel good about this win. For, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, go, and they going. did get away with one at the end because there was a trip. Kulikov mm-hmm. yes. did trip. Kulikov did have a trip. <laughs> exactly. And it called. was not called. And <laughs> so that, it, if they had called that, I feel like we'd be talking about an overtime game or a possible shootout because New Jersey had all of the momentum. And even that last minute and a half was just chaos. So mm-hmm. we have to also thank. The, the the hockey ref gods, Eric Gregg, if he's still up there, uh, you know, just refereeing, umpiring gods for that one. 
no doubt uh and and uh for sure so and the panthers survived this one after a 4-3 victory in new jersey in segment number two we are going to discuss when we thought this game was won or lost in this case win we are going to talk about our three stars and certain milestones that certain florida panthers players and personnel have hit on monday night we're going to discuss that more here on the locked on florida panthers podcast Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has the deals right on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With Zone Deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best prices and you'll find tickets in the same section and row for less. GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONHL to get $20 off your first purchase. Turns apply again create an account and redeem code locked on hl that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n-n-h-l for 20 dollars off download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this episode is also brought to you by a g one and our 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 next partner ag1 the daily nutritional found supplement that supports whole body health i drink it literally every day i gave ag1 a try because you, you know being from south florida the culture the ventanita culture especially when it comes to coffee sometimes it can be a little much so you sometimes you need to take a little bit of a break from it that's why i decided to drink ag1 as a substitute i drink it in the morning sometimes in the afternoon before my workout and to start my day and it makes me feel great ready to take on my my my, my day and if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. Segment number two here on this Tuesday, October 17th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Tuesday where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-3 to regulation road win at Prudential Center against the New Jersey Devils and some milestones that the that happened with the Florida Panthers. Paul Maurice is now third all-time in games coached in the NHL, just behind Barry Trotz and just behind Scotty Bowman. So likely going to, he will be passing Barry Trotz uh, this, this season. From from what we saw on on the list, Justin sort of makes his NHL debut. Congratulations to him, and and definitely definitely needs a little bit of work. I, I'm not I'm not gonna say that he is definitely on the on the level of Mackie Samuskevich. Saying not I said that Mackie Samuskevich belonged, but it, I'm not saying that sort of doesn't. But definitely we could see a, a little bit of more seasoning for for the the youngster. Congre- but congratulations uh, to him. Jonas Djokovic uh, signed signed a one year one way deal, and Sam Bennett has been moved to IR. 
And Bob, Sergey Bobrovsky with the win is now tied for second all time in wins in Florida Panthers history, tying John Van Beesbrook. And, uh, but Francisco going into when it, when it comes to this game and just what the Florida Panthers did as far as finding a way to win, going out to that lead for nothing, never trailing, survived the comeback. But for you, sir, when did you think this game was won or lost? But in this case, won. Okay. Uh, and also one more other milestone. Uh, uh, Sam Reinhardt got his 200th career goal. That's correct. Uh, on the uh, And uh, c- carrying it over from those uh, power play goals, those 32 in the last two seasons, he's definitely adding up to that tally. He's definitely, he, once again, contract year. But yeah. Yeah, so as far as when this game was won, I would have thought it was won sometime in the second period when Bob was making all those fantastic saves and just kind of having that controlled chaos. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. And man, I I still have to go back to that missed call at the end of the game with Kulikov. I I mean, the Panthers, uh, Kulikov was just caught on his heels. I mean, just and that was a trip. It was a trip. And we're looking at a different game, possibly, with an empty net for New Jersey, a six-on-four with the power play. And with all of that momentum, with the raucous crowd and everything like that, it seemed like that was when the game was really won. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, credit to the Panthers to keep going with that because, I mean, New Jersey was still relentless going throughout. So we couldn't get the empty netter. And Matthew Kachuk was, was definitely out there giving his all uh, as far as uh, trying to keep them within uh, without any sort of zone presence at the end to, to let Bob breathe a little bit. So if anything, the game was won in that last minute and a half of the third period. I mean, it truly was. It was absolutely missed call. And just the way the Panthers did lock down somehow, you know, I, that that was it. I because I, I can't really say. Oh, it was the second period because it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 for for me, uh, that it's funny because I thought when the when the third period started and they scored 50, 59 seconds in, I was like, okay, that's the moment where you thought this game was won or lost. But it's not quite the same answer as yours as far as the Mitch tripped by Dmitry Kulikov, uh, and I the moment. I thought that this game was won was when Jack Hughes was going on a breakaway. And I believe it was Dmitry Kulikov that was beat on that, on that breakaway. Um, And Bob, sometimes when you're a goaltender and you see that your defenseman is beat, you have to make a split second instinctual decision to either stand on top of your crease, stand back, or be aggressive and go for that poke check. And for me, it was Bob going for the poke check to to not even allow a shot attempt by Jack Hughes. Which, man, that 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 is that is such a dangerous top six that that the New Jersey Devils have, uh, and the the way they're fast fast to pucks, cycling it around. And I I, I believe I've said this early in the show or, or early in the show or. Uh, pre-recording, but Sam Reinhardt's speaking about how you don't want to get into a track meet with uh, 
with the with the New Jersey Devils with how fast they are. And then, you know, the fact that you got out to that, that lead, the fact that you you gave yourself a little bit of, I guess, what dealers call in blackjack insurance um, there. So that was the moment for me that when that I thought the game was won. Um, and and even before the how Bobrovsky was able to read through traffic. I mean, there was a redirection that Tyler Toffoli had right in front of the right in front of the net on a on a point shot from Dougie Hamilton. And Sergey Bobrovsky was very quick to get into the butterfly position as well. I mean, I mean, look, look, the New Jersey Devils had 30, 36 shots on goal. So only 22 of them were five on five. Bobrovsky was 21 and 22 on the night. Like, incredible. Like, yeah, going. Yeah, he, go, go he was he was fantastic. And and I think the Panthers defense, those first two periods were a lot better because it, it seemed to fall apart. Uh, in that third period, and, and once again, I'm I'm attributing to uh, New Jersey's ju- adjustments uh, because I, the Panthers did a really good job boxing in like Jack Hughes at the beginning. They, they were kind of forcing him to try to break into the zone and having a box, and, and the wings uh, having to sit on the blue line to see if he can make something happen with the, like a sauce pass or some sort. And the Panthers were able to kind of take away that part of the game for New Jersey. But then come third period, maybe tired legs. Suddenly, New Jersey's flying across the ice. And you have to remember the they they started having a lot more movement in front of Bob uh, deflections for were a big part of that too. That's how they got their goals. So it started becoming a little more dirty with regards to trying to score that way because Bob was seeing the puck really well, really well tonight, positioning very well, and that was really the only way that they could beat him was through deflections, through movement like that. And when Bob was one on one, like you, I mean, you saw with that against Jack Hughes, he, he was he was on point. Yeah, no, no doubt. And uh, and for and for and what the Panthers were doing in front of him too, where I mean, five on five, Corsi four, um, the Devils forty eight to thirty nine, but the the amount of the actual shots that got to the net were twenty two of them. So the Panthers' defense, they were getting in front. As well, Mikola had four blocks. The the um, Sam Reinhart had three of them as as well, and so I mean they there's a little bit of that struggle in 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 Winnipeg as well. The 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 breakouts on Saturday were not the most crisp, which was how the Panthers got into their fair share of trouble. But it it was not the it was not the case on on, on this night. And hey. Uh, the, Pan- the the Panthers, their their defense, second in the league in scoring last year. Not saying that it's going to be anywhere close to that mark, but so far off to a good start. And we're really seeing the value of Oliver Ekman Larson about how great he moves he moves the puck on the power play, which I'm I'm fairly impressed. And and just also with Evan Rodriguez as well. I mean, Bill Zito must be smiling so much the fact that he has term on this guy for such a cheap deal too. So uh, it, it's a uh, it's definitely it's definitely a g- good feeling in South Florida, even at least in my opinion, uh, on how on them on them uh, being one two and zero and and going into a tough barn and and coming out with a regulation win. But in relation to that, we are going to transition to segment number three, where we are going to discuss three stars and how how are we feeling about the one two and zero start in three words or less. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On 
Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And step into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Segment number three here on this Tuesday, October 17th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And a programming note for everybody uh, listening is there will be only three episodes uh, this week for the show. As as you guys saw, there was not a Monday episode. I was uh, I was celebrating uh, my 30th birthday this week. But also, we will have Wine-Ins Wednesday as we pr- will preview the Leafs, uh, the game against the Leafs. And Wednesday slash Thursday will be that travel day for me to head down to F- um, to Emirate Bank Arena. I almost said FLA Live Arena. Uh, Emirate Bank Arena to for to cover the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs. So we will be you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday this week as far as programming uh, for the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, so, Francisco, um, three stars of the game. I'm, I'm not sure if yours will be any different, but... These three stuck out to me. Sergey Bobrovsky, Matthew Kachuk, and Sam Reinhart. Those, those are mine. I think uh, I think uh, if you have anyone different there, I mean, Sergey Bobrovsky making the timely saves. You spoke about Bob's period. Matthew Kachuk with four assists in the last two games. Just incredible, like how he racks up points, finds teammates, even like, like we even said, getting Nico Mikola involved there. Um, uh, for his first goal as, as a Panther, which maybe he could surpass his career high in goals this season, uh, being on the Florida Panthers. And then Sam Reinhart, what can we say about the performance of two goals and then three in the last two, getting in on the power play and all, and and even even the amount of takeaways and and back checks that in his in the neutral zone that Sam Reinhart was extremely noticeable in that in that sense. But so, who are your three stars of the game? I mean, you, you pick the same ones that I picked, so it's, yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty noticeable with with all of them. It's, I mean, you can't also say, uh, I mean, Mikola got got himself a goal as well, but then uh, third period happened and it just a lot of penalties, and, and it's just uh, you can't really pick him. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kachuk because uh, um, even though he did score up, uh, show up on the score sheet with with the uh, with the assist there, but. But it, really, his play towards the end of the game, just everything on the oh, line, yeah. and you kind of saw it in his mark. eyes that it's like, all right, we've done this many times before in the hardest of circumstances, oh, just a few months ago. So uh, it seemed like they were more determined than anything to lock that that game down. And and of, yeah, Sammy Reinhardt, you scored two goals. You're you're leading the team in, in goals so far to start the season. You're having a a hot start in comparison to last season and so you know great play for him and then you got bob and 
And yeah, there were three goals that went in, but I, I can't really hang those on Bob himself. Those were uh, deflected passes are just good goals, power play goal. Like it, it's still, uh, he still was able to keep that game from being any closer in that second period because they go in at four nothing starting the third period, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, just uh, you know a minute in. And so it seemed like, okay, this, this game should be locked down, but it wasn't, it wasn't. But even then, Bob with the controlled chaos still found a way to, to, just keep them from getting all the way there. And sometimes, yeah, you're going to have these ugly games, but, and the goaltender is just going to have to find a way. He's not going to, he's standing on his head in a sense uh, and just managing that controlled chaos. And he did, he did. So as much as you, you wouldn't have him as, as I think he was the second star, right? It was uh, this game. Uh, Sammy Reinhardt was number one. I think Eric Halla was uh, the third star for New Jersey, and I forgot who else was the second star, but I think it was Bob himself given his I, performance. I, I've not seen the actual NHL vote uh, okay. on on that, but but just naming my 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 three, but I haven't seen the other ones. So, but yeah, okay. Uh, so so there's there's feelings around the fan base. I mean, of course, when you're off a Stanley Cup final run. And you start your first two two games, you know, not things not going your way. Yes, Florida did enough in game one to to win, just couldn't get find the back of the net. Uh but one to one two and oh. We knew that the start of this season was gonna be tough. We that knew that right. And Paul Maurice spoke about the different levels of adversity that they're going to face this time around versus last year. It's a new journey. But if I were to to describe the feeling in three words or less about the Florida Panthers going one to an L, the three words that I would use, they got through. What are your three words or less on the Florida Panthers? going one to and out through these first three games. I mean, as far as their play, I think the three words would be as we expected. Okay. Um, just a second year under Paul Maurice's uh, system. And you can see the, the guys that were there last season have, have completely bought it. And you could see the same remnants of that, that we saw towards the end of the, uh, of the playoff run last season. And you said, you even said it yourself. You saw things that were like, Oh, reminiscent of games during that playoff run. So, and Paul Maurice still preaches the same thing. Hey, we got to play like this because it's the way that it's going to be in the playoffs. And so I think when you think of it that way, it is as we expected. That's how the Panthers should be transitioning into the second season of, all right, same coach, same system, same group of guys, for the most part, same group of guys together to try and uh, get through this. And really, we, we just have to really just point out the guys that haven't been there, of course. We got, you know, Evan Rodriguez and Mikola and uh, Kulikov coming back. And and there are still some questions going into the season further along, especially once we start getting some guys, you know, Ekblad and, and, and Montour back. So there's there's a few questions that will be there. Sam Bennett, of course. So I, I think those those are the three words that I think 
really best describe it for me because I'm not. Yeah, it'd be great if they started out three and zero and just gangbusters from the start of the season. But this is the Florida Panthers, and they 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 won dirty last season. They they had to do it the hard way, and that seems to be where they're most comfortable as far as uh, the way they play. And it's going to be ugly sometimes tonight. Looked like it was going to be very pretty, but then it got ugly, and they still find a way to win the ugly game. Yeah, <laughs> and and let's not forget that it got a little ugly in the middle of the game where where Matthew Kachuk and Nico Heizer both go to the box, uh, oh, and and I mean, all after some of the history that happened last year as well. <laughs> and and that's the first thing I thought of was was last year's matchup between the Panthers and the Devils. The fact that the two games last year in December were just three, th- six days apart, if I don't, if I remember correctly. So the memory was fresh, but don't think anything tonight had to do anything necessarily from last season as well. So Panthers, Panthers, they, they get through it and they, and going into the, the travel going from, from to three different places. Palmer's even spoke about it in the media that, they are going to s- travel, I believe, the second most miles in the NHL this season as well. I mean, Florida is always going to be at the, towards the tops because of the, where they're at. Yeah. But, I mean, t- to to go to go in the middle m- middle of the country and and uh, Winnipeg and then back east and then back home, I mean, that that's not an easy feat. And they got the day off yesterday. They got the day off yesterday, too. And they're getting the day off tomorrow. The Panthers will not be practicing tomorrow. They'll be back at practice uh, from Amherst Bank Arena um, at, at at 12 o'clock uh, noon to prepare for the Leafs. So Panthers will be getting a some much-deserved rest uh, tomorrow when they, when they do uh, re- return home. And the home opener is Thursday night. And I can't wait for it, my friend. Uh, and I can't wait to travel down for it. So, Francisco, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this post-game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers came off a 4-3 to road victory over the New Jersey Devils at The Rock. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you online, my friend. Yeah, uh, for all the Panthers fans at FLA Cats History on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, I'm there. I'm posting stuff. I'm trying to find just clips and ancient stuff from the Panthers uh, past 30 years, 30th anniversary season. So that's going to be great to see some of the stuff that they're going to have on Thursday as far as ceremonies and everything like that. Of course, the the new banner, really psyched to see what that's going to look like in comparison to the 96 one. And yeah, and if you're a Marlins fan at Marlins History, just calm down, everybody who's a Marlins fan. They'll get through it. this is not our first rodeo when it comes to this type of stuff. But uh, yeah, it, both of those, and especially FLA Cats history, trying to grow that, trying to get more involved with the Panthers fan base. Because I've been, I've been fairly absent thanks to baseball, but I'm back again so with hockey. So yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. And I will see you soon. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steer Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your 
first lesson of the day. And every day, just make sure to come back for tomorrow's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And it's, as it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, we are going to discuss more about the Florida Panthers home opener against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm Armando Velez with Francisco Porta. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.